Where are we going? Over the top. It's time to go over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. What's up, Atlanta? It's Wednesday at 4 o'clock. You know what that means. That means your favorite radio host. I won't even say on Real 1100 AM. I mean, like, in the world. Your favorite radio host is here live. It's Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. And welcome to all of the... All of the iHeartRadio listeners, we got 128 million of you that could be listening to me right now. And the could really is what we want to focus on, not necessarily the three to five that actually might be might be listening. Guys, it's Michelle Taylor Willis, and I'm just happy that you're taking me on your ride home. I'm here every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. And let me tell you something, we're going to have some fun today, you know that we got senseless shenanigans coming up at 5 o'clock. We got the Ask Michelle segment coming up at 5.30. You can actually call into the radio, 404-603-8770, and you can ask me any question that you like. I will remind you that this is FCC regulated, so keep it clean, people, okay? (laughs) And you can ask my guest, and we got a great guest in the house for you today. We're going to be talking about real estate, development, entrepreneurship, taking risks, um, economic development, what all that stuff means. And I got to give a major shout out to all of my people on Instagram. What's going on, Instagram? Thank you for jumping in. Let me just say hey to a couple people. We got, oh my gosh, Black Diamond Decorators. Okay, shout out. If you need a cake that looks like anything you want it to look like and you want it to taste amazing, you need to call Tracy Wright at Black Diamond Decorators. Her cakes look awesome, and they taste great as well. And listen, this isn't even a paid promo. Like, this is just on, like, some real support each other. Her stuff is amazing. You got to support her. Tracy, if you put your number in the comments right now, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know how they get in touch with you. Put the phone number in the comments. Black Diamond Edible Creations. Okay, I said the name wrong. Does it really matter? I'm giving you free promotion. You make great cakes. Does it matter what the name of the business is, really? I mean, you know, Black Diamond Edible Creations. I've known Tracy for years, and I screw her name up every time. I'm always messing up her name. She's like, that's not the name of my business. I'm like, look, just make me the cake and send it. Can you just do that? All right, her number is 678-408-1400. 678-478. Oh, and now she got her phone number wrong. Okay, this is live, friend. <laughs> this is live radio. We're on the real 1100 AM right now. You can't be giving me the wrong phone number. Okay, if people are listening as they're driving, they are crashing right now, Tracy, because they're like trying to fix the phone number. 678-404-1440. 678-408-1440. Black Diamond Edible Creations. I'm telling you, just to give you guys an example, I, she just made a cake. I just did a 50th birthday party. She made a cake look like a ma. Was it a Maserati? I thought we did a Ferrari. I think it was a Ferrari. I don't even remember. And <laughs> but let me tell you, the cake, the headlights, and the tail lights worked. So when I opened up the cake, I'm just telling you, when I opened up the box of the cake, 
the lights were on to the cake. <laughs> now, I made the mistake of trying to eat the lights because I felt like if everything else was edible, surely the lights were. The dentist bill wasn't fun on that one, but the cake around it was absolutely amazing. So, shout out. She can make anything. She's made cakes for, um, like, Florida and um, Jamie Foxx and the guy who directed Pretty Woman with Julie Roberts. Like, she made cakes for everybody, and she makes cakes for little old me, Michelle Taylor Willis. So, make sure you check her out. Okay. Can I give me a 10 to 15% discount off my next cake, please? Jace, I feel like I earned it. I deserve it. I worked really hard for it. All right. Uh, let's see who else we got on Instagram. Soldier Clue 305 Love. Hey, love. How are you? Dr. Lipman, what's going on? Sandman Join. How are you? She said I already did. I got a discount already? What discount? Because those cakes, they play no games, okay? Like, seriously, you got to be... You got to make sure you, you make some money to afford the cakes, but they're totally worth it. They're <laughs> totally worth it. It was a Ferrari. All right. Guys, we got a really good show coming for you today. We got Chris Pike in the house. Crick, Chris is a crick. <laughs> You're messing up everything messing up today, everything. right? <laughs> uh, Chris is the former uh, economic development director, director of economic development for the city of South Fulton. And if you guys are listening outside of Atlanta or the state of Georgia. Um, city of South Fulton is the seventh largest city. Eighth. Eighth largest city in uh, in the state of Georgia. And Chris was integral. It's this brand new city. It's only five years old. And Chris has, was on staff there and integral in getting their economic development program running and did a whole lot of things in the city. So we're going to talk about that um, and talk about his jump out because he just left the city and started his own consulting company so he jumped out on faith i'm a believer oh yeah goosebumps oh good oh my god so he's gonna talk about that because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen right on 1100 a.m here on over the top they follow me at michelle taylor willis on just about everything and right now we're on instagram and they want to know how do you do it how do we do it what's the secret sauce um and so we're gonna talk a little bit about that the senseless shenanigans that i have coming up y'all at five o'clock is so stupid. It's the craziest thing. And I'm just going to use one word and I'm going to leave y'all hanging on this. Repo. Boat repo. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. Greg, my handy dandy producer who's amazing, found us something great today. I can't wait to talk to y'all about that. But it's going to be a good show. It's going to be informative. It's going to be fun. Chris is one of my favorite people and he's hilarious, even when he's sober. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> I think he's sober uh, right now, and uh, so I think we're okay. But I don't have a nine-to-five anymore, so you never know. You never know. Yeah. Listen, we got to go back to the old days where we have drinks in the studio. Remember right, that? Right, you know, right. COVID shut all of that down. COVID shut down the peanuts. Remember, you get the peanuts and the, and the crackers and the, the whole spread, and you maybe get a drink, and COVID's like, nope, no more fun. You just got to gotta do this. But it's been a good week. How's your week, man? Listen, it's been it's been amazing. You know, this is uh, last week I was in um, – Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. What? Puerto Rico. Let me tell you, uh, I'm going back as soon as humanly possible. I'm, I came back just to make a little bit of money so I could actually go back to Puerto Rico and uh, maybe uh, move there. So Move there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. You always got these grand grand ideas. <laughs> you don't. Listen. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. That's, I almost did. <laughs> Greg just looks up from the top of his glasses like, oh, God. 
gosh, are we going to do this again? Well, that's actually a farm animal, so you can use that, right? Can I say that word? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just checking. You know, you know, you know. It's funny. Uh, I used to have a radio show when I was in I Albany know you did. on uh, WJZ called Talk of the Town. Yeah. Many many years ago. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, so this brings back a lot of memories. You know, having a microphone in your face, being in a padded room, all of that. So how am I doing? How am I doing, by the way? Oh, you're doing excellent. You know, your new home. So you know. Yeah, because you were on the old. I was, uh, yeah, station, I was right? with you before. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm going to give you a hard time because you know, Uh-oh. you know, used to be we talked like two, three times a week. You know, we'd be talking about business and opportunities and how to do certain things, and you know, then all of a sudden it kind of whittled down. And now the only time I get to hear from you is when I'm putting uh, side eye emojis on your Facebook post. Then what? you'll send me a text that I sent you from two days two days earlier. So, but you know, I understand how it is. You didn't you didn't got big. I tell people all the time. It's kind of like you know, 20 years ago, I, when I used to go over to my ex wife's uh, family's house, they'd be having these DVDs that they were playing, and I was like, what? I was like, what is this tacky stuff that y'all are watching? <laughs> it was just like really low budget stuff. You remember back? See, the young people don't know this, but back in the day. You know, we used to buy DVDs where folk would take the camcorder into the movie studio or into the uh, theater, record it on the camcorder, and then burn it on the DVD and sell the DVDs. Right. So it would look like I don't that. remember <laughs> those days. I'm, yeah. I'm too young. Well, you but. just talked about a 50th birthday cake. So no, I, don't. <laughs> I mean, that was for someone else. Uh, oh, okay. That wasn't okay. for me. Clearly, I'm nowhere yeah. near 50. But so but so then when I was watching those those DVDs, it reminded me of that. And I was like, man, this is this is low, some low-budget stuff. You, you know who it was? Who? It was Tyler Perry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, so, no. So, Mr. Perry, so, we mean no harm. No, no. We I want mean, no smoke, uh, You Tyler know, Perry. come on. But he, but look where he went. Look where he's gone to now. I'm just saying, you know. That's you, Michelle. I'm oh, telling yeah. you that's your story. Oh, that's be, my story. Yeah, you know, I'm you're getting big up. time. Yeah, see, that's you, you missed the whole point of the story. I wasn't talking bad about Tyler, I Tyler know. Perry. I know. You know, he would probably say his production 20 years ago is not as... <laughs> Not as robust as it is now. So, I, don't, you know, I think you'll be fine. Well, listen, first of all, I take offense because I do. Listen, I've texted you and you take a while to get back to me sometimes. So you can't act like I'm just out here, like just not responding to text messages. I mean, you texted me last week when I was in Puerto Rico and didn't have phone service. That doesn't count. Okay. About fine. It was nice. It was good to disconnect, though. Those it, eight days of no connectivity. That's beautiful. Day. So wait, you literally did, and and let me just say thank you. First of all, I do. I heard what you said. I receive it. I accept it. Thank <laughs> She's you. She's like, I'm so offended. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not offended. Although you did side eye me on. He's like, yeah. That's so the only way I could get you to respond. Yeah, he literally side. No, I mean when I tell you side eye, like that was what he put because he had texted me, and like I was like two yeah. days early, and I was like, yeah, I got you. I'm coming. I'm gonna hit you up. I'm going to hit you up. And then I just, the day got away from me. And I put this, po- I think I posted the commercial. Mm, yeah. And he was like, he didn't say, great commercial. Look at you moving up in the world. Oh, man, Michelle. He was just like, side eye. <laughs> you knew exactly what like I Like within 30 about. seconds, I was like, hello, sir. <laughs> Hi, friend. Uh, right, right, right. That's all right. But That's no, right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No. We're all growing. Everybody's yeah. doing their thing. And I am always here for you. You know that. I know. You, I know. If you ring... I'm there. You know, a couple of days later, but yeah, you're there. No. That's what we're doing. I'm messing with you. I'm not, but I do want to say congratulations because, you know, I'm, I'm the president, CFO, COO of the Michelle Taylor Willis fan club. So, you know, I'm. 
I'm there for it. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Let's do it. You know so, what? I do remember. Listen, for real, uh, I, you said like five years ago, <laughs> you did. You're like, listen, I'm the president of your fan club. Right. And I'm like, okay, Chris. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. No but problem. you have been saying that forever. And I do appreciate it because you are. You are a big fan. You, I'm not even... Real talk, right? And we, I was, I was, you know, I have a new show on Radivision.com where I host Black is the New Green now. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I asked the found one of the, the founder and investor I was interviewing today was talking about reversing this trend of you know negative net worth and black mm-hmm. households and all these things. And I'm like, how do we reverse this trend? And he was like, the second thing he said was support. Mm-hmm. We have to support, like actively, intentionally engage each other in right. business like we have to be so intentional about it right and um and you are that for me i will say you you know when you are in a position to put money in my pocket you do it when well, you make a, it seem wait, wait <laughs> when i'm in this position to support you <laughs> what? you know when you say put money in your pocket no, <laughs> i'm saying like support my <laughs> no, business i'm just teasing i miss like no i'm saying I'm you know just, to support like yeah. you because it's because listen Listen, let's be real. Okay. Somebody Who said this? I think Ryan from The Gathering Spot, and we had to take a break here, but Ryan from The Gathering Spot said, we got enough mentors. Mm-hmm. Like, we need people putting money in people's pockets, right. right? So it's one thing to be like, yeah, I support you. I'll comment on your Facebook stuff. I do this. I do that. But, like, who's cutting checks? Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, what I tell people all the time, you can't take lip service down there to Georgia Power and pay your utility bill. You cannot. <laughs> you need to have some some dollars to take down there. Yeah, um, you're right. So. You can't. You can't. And you and that's what I mean. Like you're yeah. intentional when you have an opportunity to to like financially support my businesses, my cause. You you support everything right. I do. So I don't care like people what the bad things are people say about you. People as say bad as, stuff about As far me? as I can tell, you Wait are golden minute. in my Wait book. Wait a minute. You Guys, we got to take a quick break. <laughs> it's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. What's up? Shout out to iHeart. Shout out to Instagram. Guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and talk about amazing things with Christopher Pike. And I want to hear from y'all at 530-404-603-8770. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys, we are back to the over the top show with Michelle Taylor Willis. We got Chris Pike in that house, economic development extraordinaire, professional real estate development, consulting, uh, all things amazing right here on Real 1100 AM. Shout out to everybody on Instagram at Michelle Taylor Willis uh, watching and over the top. On iHeartRadio, it's awesome to just be a part of your Wednesday afternoon. If you're driving right now and you're listening to us, I am hoping that you are so entertained. <laughs> and it's it's so entertaining that we need you to just focus on the road. You yes. know, like don't look left, do don't look right, just focus on the road. I got to give a special shout out to one of my favorite people that just tuned in on Instagram, my son, Trey Quaintance. I know he's always like, Mom, seriously. But he's amazing, and he is literally my favorite 23-year-old on the planet. I like the way you clean that up. Don't you love it? <laughs> yes. And uh, so I just want to make sure we give him a real shout-out. Okay. Chris Pike. Yes. In the house. Y'all can call and talk to Chris if you got questions about real estate, development, yeah. consulting. 404-603-8770. You can call from anywhere in the world if you're listening on iHeart. But 
Chris, first of all, I want to congratulate you. Okay. Because you took a real leap of faith in going into entrepreneurship. I feel like this was something that you were going to do at some point. You just didn't know when it was going to happen, right? Right. And um, sometimes you got to take, you know, sometimes you, you plan for it and you prep for it. And sometimes you just step out there on faith, like everybody says, right? right. But um, congratulations for Thank taking you. that step. And I want you to tell us a little bit about, like, what your background is and what you've done. Because you have an amazing story. And I want to hit on parts of that. But okay. tell us, just, like, kind of tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, you know, uh not to get too deep in the weeds and everything, I, you know, I went to, to college down at Albany State, the Golden Rams. Go Rams. Yeah, there you go. I went down to Albany. <laughs> I'm trying to do production. And, uh, I know, he's making sure he can time. see himself in yeah, my Yeah, there Instagram you go. Video. I make sure I can see myself. See, perfect. I'm Look at that, all that light skin, good hair showing up. All right, listen, go ahead, friend. But listen, at any rate, so <laughs> went down there, uh, went to Albany State down in southwest Georgia. Uh, as I tell people jokingly, I got stuck down there. Um and just really got plugged in to the community, uh, did a lot of different things. I've been an entrepreneur before, uh, but um, really found my passion in, in local government and helping people. The first thing I ever did was I was on a um, historic preservation commission and really learned the power of economic development through that. Uh, initially, it was for historic preservation, but it evolved into other things. I ran for office. I let me show you knocking my stuff over. Wait, but, why is Michelle knocking your stuff? <laughs> I'm all the way over here, friend. I don't know why Look you're knocking that. my stuff. Oh, but my gosh. He just blamed You're moving me. stuff around. Okay, but sorry. but at any rate, so, you know, um, been an elected official before. Um, really learned, you know, how impactful local government can be to people's lives. And then really just grew that into, you know, being a professional economic development person that just went and, and likes to do impactful things to help transform communities. And so... Um, when I had the opportunity to come over to South Fulton, it was really good because um, it really fit into what I'm passionate about. And so being able to do that, being able to stay plugged in and, and help businesses like yourself grow. Uh, I like to think that I was there kind of in the beginning stages of yeah. what you were doing in the media. Yeah, that's and, right. And you then were. just looking at you progress. But that, that's really what it's about is helping businesses kind of find their thing to grow. And, uh, you know, it was it was. Um, I'm not going to say it was time for me to leave the city. Um, I had planned to stay on another year, um, maybe two, to finalize some projects. Um, but things happen that uh, cause your timeline to change. Sure. Uh, and that was the case in this situation. And, uh, you know, uh, without getting in a ton of, of, you know, well, we can get in the weeds if we want to. But, you know, you want to be a place or you want to be with people who value what you offer and what you bring. And when I saw that there were other people that were valuing what I had more than where I was, that's when I knew it was time, time to move forward and time to leave. So um, maybe a year or two early, but uh, listen, it's a great opportunity for me now what I'm doing. Um, when I when I turned in my resignation with the city, everybody's like, where are you going? Where are you going? I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't have, I don't have, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was leaving to go work somewhere else. Right. Um, sure. Uh, I was leaving for, you know, because of principle. And so I didn't really have a plan, but I was at the point where I was, it was, I was at the point where I'd rather go work at Dollar General than to continue doing what I was doing. Oh my so goodness. Wow. Um, that's Dollar when you know General? it's time to leave someplace. And so, um, 
so but what happened was you know the, the second leading into the second week of my final two weeks you know i decided you know what i've been talking about this for a long time you know i am at a position now where you know i think i've the, built the relationships have the connections i'm just going to go and do my own thing and um you know didn't didn't really tell anybody very quietly just put a team together you know it's it's so interesting um when you operate in your purpose how things just come together literally um two sundays ago i just started texting people and said hey i'm thinking about doing this consulting firm would you come and partner with me on that and just through text that's all i said i said hey this is what i'm thinking about doing would love for you to partner with me to help me grow this and every single person i text absolutely sign me up mm -hmm. and so when people know the value and they understand what you bring to the table you don't have to do a hard sell they want to be a part of what you're doing uh, and even as i tell as more and more people find out that i've left the city you know, people call me and said, hey, what can we do to help you? How can we help That's you dope. be successful? That's what, great. What do you need from us? Even before I came here today, I had a conversation with a developer and he was like, well, I've already got these projects working, but I want to figure out how I can get you plugged in, even though these projects are kind of already, you know, they're kind of already at the finish line. We're getting ready to break ground, but we still want you to be a part of these projects. And so um, and, and just, you know, just people. It, I was amazed at just the people in the background and just you know people that were you know quite frankly are way more important well they're not important to me but in their where they are social and economically sure they're way above me and when right. they found out that I was leaving these people were calling me on the phone like they took time out of their schedule to be like you know we hate to see you go but whatever you need whatever we can do to support you you just call pick up the phone and i'm talking about we're talking about millionaires right you know. right because they're busy right, <laughs> right these are busy right. people they're doing busy stuff people, and they're yeah. all they're called they just yeah. want you to know they right. got you right but but i attribute that to being in my purpose and what i've been doing and so i, I never really um as i tell people all the time economic development and, and building communities I, I would do that for free if i could figure out how to feed my kids you know what wow. i'm saying it's just in my dna it, it comes so natural to me and um, but the next phase of what I'm doing allows me to do it on a bigger scale. So whereas before I was employed by one organization and I only worked for that one organization, now I get opportunity to work wherever I want to and right. to be impactful even more. So the vision and the goals and the objectives are the same. It's just a much bigger platform in which we're doing it on. Got you. Yeah. So, so I love all of that. And I love kind of your how you communicated the story, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot of people, it's endearing, right? To right. listen to and hear. And I think too, you know, whenever you have somebody signing a paycheck for you, knowing that you're going to get it, and then you step out and you're not getting that anymore, like there's an immediate kind of humbling that happens, right? Yeah. It's almost like... Well, I know we can say this, it's scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, when, you know, I, I, my, my last day was on the 11th and then, of course, I went to Puerto Rico for eight days. But when I came back on that Monday morning, this on the 21st, when I woke up, I was like, and I woke up in my bed at my house and I was like... Boy, I got to keep these lights on. I got to pay this mortgage. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard. It's scary. It is yeah. hard. But you, at some point in your mind, you have to say, I'm going to bet on myself. Oh, I, gosh. I, I, I'm Dang, we just on, talked about yeah. this. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. 
you you have to say listen i have the skill sets i have the capabilities i have the relationships to to make it and you have to activate that uh, because people will let you work for them all day oh, especially yeah. if you're good oh, if yeah. you're good and you're great and you know what you're doing and you don't you don't rock the boat you know I, well i've rocked the boat a lot but they still let me work <laughs> so people will let you work for them as long as you want um and so but getting out there on your own and being able to to do your own thing it's scary and then i've done it before and i and i was talking to my best friend today about the same thing i said i've quit jobs and became an entrepreneur before but it's you didn't mu- tell me about that yeah yeah so my you, company you what i just did there yeah. you said i was talking to my best friend i'm like i don't remember that conversation oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the president of your fan club my best friend is somebody no. <laughs> but no but you know telling you know because i've been in this place before but i told him this time is so much more different because people have been calling me back to back what can we do what can we do and then, you know, when once I set up what I was doing, I was like, well, go here and see how I plug in. And then it's just been it's been amazing. It, it helps you sleep at night to know that there's people like, hey, you know, we really believe what he stands for. We understand the vision that he brings. Um, and so and, and it's bigger than, you know, just one community or one organization. And so I, I will tell you one of I'm not going to tell you who, but there's been a couple of mayors on the South side that reached out to me that were not city of South Fulton related. And they, they all kind of echoed the same sentiment that the work that you did in South Fulton benefited all of the South side, not just the Mm. city. And that was reaffirming to know that, you know, the impact that you have. And and it's nothing, you know, I was telling somebody last night, I was had a dinner meeting that there's nothing really special about me. I just operate in my purpose. Oh, and so, there's nothing special. You're so special. <laughs> uh, I me. operate in my purpose. And any everybody who operates in their purpose, they're, they're successful. And so I feel like, you know, now is the time to, to go ahead and do this. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, a very prosperous year. And uh, the other thing that, you know, I, nobody really knows that I haven't told anybody about is that I got my real estate license. Uh, so what I'm doing now, thank you, thank you. Applause, uh, applause. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. He's not yeah. paying attention to me. He's like, oh, this is boring. I'm gonna get on. He's like, this is boring. I'm gonna get on, on Instagram. <laughs> My bad. I mean, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll yeah, sleep blah, back blah, there. Blah. I'll sleep back there. <laughs> but but so what I'm gonna do is do a more holistic approach to economic development and. Really focused still on the south side, so my area, you know, South Fulton, Henry County, Clayton County. But being that conduit for communities to be able to engage with developers and so that we're getting the quality development that we're supposed to have. So one of the things that I really learned is that that I-20 line is real. That's a real thing. Yeah, it is an actual divider. It's a real thing. And and what happens is you have developers who don't think that you're supposed to build the same thing south of I-20 that you build north of I-20. And that's just not the case. And we need advocates that can be out there saying, listen, you can do business here, but Mm -hmm. we have a certain expectation just like everybody else in the state has expectations of what they want their community to be. And we want you to come here and do thoughtful and quality projects. And I think this helps me be able to be more of an advocate and be able to be more... um, Forceful is not the right word, but more deliberate about mm-hmm. how we engage people 
to make sure that they're doing projects. And I want to be that person that helps the cities and the developers kind of come together and, and make that happen in a, in, a, in a very productive way. So let me ask you this, Chris. Like, well, because people say economic development, and it sounds like, thank you, production manager. <laughs> uh, it sounds, it makes it, I mean, we know what economic is. We know what development is. But talk to us about really what that is and, like, why does that matter to a citizen or a res- resident? Yeah. Well, I tell people at the core, economic development equals quality of life at its core. So what we're doing in economic development is we're trying to create avenues for people to increase their wealth so that they can then increase their quality of life. So the quality of life looks different for everybody. Um, And so we don't focus on this is the type of job you need to have. This is the type of business you need to own. It's whatever that quality of life looks like for you. We're just creating the atmosphere or the environment for you to be prosperous. And that's the, at the base what economic development is. And so when you go to our website, the first thing you see on there, it says quality of life. And then it says, you know, contact us for more information because that's what we're in the business to do. We're, we're quality of life experts and uh, we are creating and increasing the uh, really the, the hallmark of it is creating generational wealth. Right. Mm. Um, because I came from a very, very poor family. Like I was the first person in my family to go to college. You know, I've lived in homeless shelters with my mom before and my sisters and brothers. So I know what it is to be dirt poor. Right. And so in my mind, everything I do is to make my child's life or my children's life better. Right. And the way you and do that's that. That's how we think of it as parents. Right. right. We always want yeah. our kids. Well, not all to be parents, because that was not necessarily yeah, well. the thought process <laughs> my mother yeah. had. But it was. It was <laughs> but as you know, you, you think you, you want that to be, um, you know, the, the basis for what the things you do. But it's not enough. I think for me, it's not enough just to create generational wealth for my family. It's how do we create generational wealth for people who have traditionally been uh, basically discriminated against? I mean, mm-hmm. there's no really other way to do it. And we know communities of color. I mean, this this is not I'm not given anything. that's like, oh, that's epiphany. I've right, never heard right. that before. I mean, it's it's historically we know that communities of color are disproportionately affected when it comes to things like uh, when you have a recession or anything, you know, our communities are always the last to rebound, are the ones are always the last to get investment. And so when you have a certain skill set to just keep that for yourself and just build that wealth just for your family, I I think that's kind of selfish. And so I look at it as a a community approach. And and that was really why I was so passionate about the work that I did in, in South Fulton, because, you know, (laughs) <laughs> to use to use the current mayor's, um, you know, uh, I guess mantra, you know, the blackest city in America, um, which uh, technically is not true. Uh, Tuskegee is 98 percent. But but it's, it's close enough. It, it's close Shout enough. <laughs> um, but, you know, while as an economic development professor, professor, professional, I mean, I don't have to be Captain Obvious. I don't have to go say that everywhere I go. Right. But we understand what the assignment is. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We understand what we're doing when we're talking about the city is 92% African-American and what we're doing around economic development. So, you know, that assignment just transcend, transcends and keeps going even further than, you know, what I was doing before. So um, that, that's really um, the thing that gives me passion. I, I tell people every day that, you know, 
when you're doing what I'm doing, every day is like Friday. Like I'm just as excited about Monday as I am about Friday because it's just fun. I right. mean, when you get to go and you see stuff come out of the ground and you know that you had a yeah, part you of that. Part, yeah, yeah, you helped it. You yeah. you created it. And then when you when you see like people's lives positively impacted by something, um, that, that's really rewarding. And that gives you, you know, really a sense of purpose and meaning. And yeah. so, um, you know, I, I don't take it lightly that uh, I, have, I have a gift of understanding. Like, I, I look at something, um, like, for example, where the town center is going to be in South Fulton. I look. That's down on Old National? No, or is that or the Camp one Creek. by Camp Creek? Okay, yeah, yeah, Camp, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I look at the trees and the mud and the dirt. And I don't see that. I see what's going to be there 10 years right, from now. Right, It's kind of like when you're in a movie and, you know, like in the movies where you're driving along and stuff is like popping up on right, the screen. Right, right. That's yeah, exactly. What you see, Just right? that's what yeah. I see. Just stuff popping up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. I, and even I, though you're not there still, you'll be able to say you were part of putting that into motion. Where yeah. you were, you put that into motion, right? Part of yeah, the team that did yeah. it. Well, I mean, the foundation. I mean, I tell people that all the time the most important thing is the foundation. Uh, I know a lot of people yeah, sometimes of got frustrated. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of times people got frustrated because things didn't move as fast as they thought it was. Or they want to see, you know, like Atlantic Station in the city of South Fulton, and the city's only five years old. But the foundational stuff that we did over the three and a half years is going to accelerate the development in South Fulton because there's a lot of communities to this day that, that have been around for 100 years that don't have as much of the foundation that South Fulton has. They don't have the incentives. They don't have the economic development um, funding mechanisms that the city of South Fulton has. And so, um, you know, they really are in a good position. And so, you know, while 10 years from now, people probably forget who I was when it related to South Fulton, the foundational stuff you know, is really going to help move the city forward. And I'm really excited about the work that we did there. They should give you your own. Do you want me to share my day with you? Because, you know, February 18th is Michelle Taylor Willis Day, 2021. I mean, we didn't you know. get it. Where's the celebration? We didn't do a parade. We didn't, we didn't do, do I, a party. So I just talked to Corey Reeves about this. Like, literally, he was like, Michelle, it's not too late. We're still in February. Let, let's do it. We got. I need to do something before the end of February right. to commemorate. February eighteenth, twenty twenty one, Michelle Taylor was day. So we, you got maybe you can help me figure it out on the right. backside of this break. And listen, when we come back, guys, I, I want to dive in because you said something that I think I, I really want to talk about because okay. your childhood, your upbringing, and I think one of the reasons you're not afraid to step out on faith is because like you know what hard looks like, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, you lived in homeless shelters. I've heard you told me stories about how, and I want you to tell a couple of those stories here so that sure. people driving on Real Eleven, Real, Real Eleven Hundred AM right now, and they're listening right to Over the Top, or they're on iHeart or our Instagram viewers to hear like what hard looks like, because once you've experienced that, it's almost like. It's hard for anything really to scare you. Right. You know, you right. know you can overcome. But I want to tell a couple of those stories as you moved even through your career, kind of to see what happens on on the backside of, of that stuff. So put a pin in that, guys. It's 4.50, which means in 10 minutes, it's going to be 5 o'clock, and we're going to do senseless shenanigans. Senseless shenanigans brought to us by Pristine <laughs> TV, Pristine and Clean TV um, installations, guys. So we're going to talk about them when we come back. We got more with Chris Pike, who is an economic development professional and now an entrepreneur. It's me, Michelle Taylor Willis, on Over the Top, right here on Real 1100 AM. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch anything. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. 
Michelle. 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 Check this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys, we are back. We got one hour down and one hour to go. And you have to admit, Chris, does it Christopher? Oh, my gosh, he doesn't like it when I call him Chris. I like That's fine. You can call me Chris. That's fine. I mean, aren't you used to me calling you Chris by now? I feel like it makes it, sense. It, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah. Some things are just not going to change. I'm not calling you Christopher. It's just too much. I can't do it. Okay? I mean, you know, you call Stephen A. Smith Stephen A. Smith. And I don't call him Steve Smith, are you? Well, I don't know Stephen A. Smith. I do know Stephen Smith, Steve Smith. You know the other Steve. You know Steve Smith on NBA on TNT. Right. Right. And I don't. Call, I call him Steve. Let's see, Steve Smith. I call him Steve. But you know when I when I talk about him, I say Steve Smith. I say his whole name. It's interesting. I'm like Steve Smith. But no, when I talk to him, I'm like Steve. No, no. Shout out to Steve Smith and Stephen A. Smith. What's up, guys? How you doing? All right. We're back. <laughs> Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. We just spent an hour with the dopest economic development real estate uh, professional in the game, Christopher Pike. And it's 5 o'clock. You guys know what that means? What happens? Shenanigans! 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 It's time for senseless shenanigans, guys. That sounds about right for you. It is always senseless shenanigans. I mean, like, my heart, you know what? I probably should have named my show Senseless Shenanigans when I think about it. I got to give a special shout-out to everybody on iHeart listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Four to six every Wednesday right here on Real 1100 AM in Atlanta and on iHeart Radio. And hello to everybody on Instagram and Facebook. We cannot forget about you guys, too. All right. Let's talk about senseless shenanigans. But first, I got to make sure we thank... Pristine and clean TV installations. Guys, if you have a TV that's sitting around that has not been mounted on your wall and you're just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this TV? Or you have like a big buffet in your house and the TV is sitting on it, taking up space. That TV should be on a wall, friends, backlit with all of these LED lights. And I know just the person who could do it. Justin. Justin at Pristine and Clean TV Installations. You need to call him. I don't have his number, but I do have his website because he wants you to go to the website. And it's long, but it's the name of the company. It's Pristine and Clean TV Installations.com. How do you screw that up? <laughs> you can't screw that up, guys. I told him, I said, listen, we need we gotta shorten this name. It's just it's just too long. So he's working on that. But in the meantime, Pristine and Clean TV installations. He's got five stars on Google. We did a big giveaway. Uh, it's a black-owned business, young guy who is growing this business, and he is phenomenal. So check him out, guys. Let's get those TVs off the floor. They deserve a home. TVs, TV lives matter too. You know. So there's that. All right. So it's time for senseless shenanigans. Okay. When we opened the show, I said I want you guys to remember the words bank. Repo, bank repossession. Greg, my handy dandy producer, Greg. Greg, please tell us about what happened a couple of weeks ago with this cruise ship getting stranded out in the middle of the ocean. Okay, so there was a, uh, I got this from uh, Hollywood Unlocked, so take with that what you will. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> 
Disclaimer, uh, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> so there was uh, hundreds of cruise ship passengers stranded in the Bahamas um, because the ship was seized by U.S. Marshals for not paying a fuel bill. <laughs> and this happened uh, a couple of weeks ago after Crystal Cruises reportedly failed to pay $4.6 million in fuel bills. Wait Whoa. a friggin' yeah. <laughs> minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because, listen, I've run out of gas before. Like, it happened twice in one year for me. It's insanely embarrassing. Like, it's one thing for your car to, like, break down. Right. But, like, to run out of gas is just sheer irresponsibility. And it's embarrassing. For your boat... To not, not just not a run boat, a ship, a ship them two a different ship. things for a ship yeah. to not just run out of gas, but be like, screw you, oil maker. I'm not paying you nothing. I'm not paying you a dime. I'm certainly not paying you four point two million dollars. What you go do? What you go do? You're not gonna do nothing to me. I ain't paying. Uh, friend, yeah, you you're not going anywhere. You're out in the middle. <gasps> Are they in the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, no. Because no, if they were, we might never see them again for real. Don't ships like disappear in the Bermuda Triangle? I don't think that's I thought, true. Like planes yeah. disappear there. I think Not maybe really anything, boats. anything technically, I guess, could disappear in the Bermuda Triangle. Anything could disappear in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Ray Nicole is on. She's laughing on Instagram. Okay. So it was three, three ships. Three whole ships got. Uh, the like first the two, the first two ships. The Crystal Symphony and the Crystal Serenity only had crew members on board, and they were uh, oh. uh, directly kicked off. A third cruise ship, the Crystal Endeavor, was seized in Argentina. Okay, so let's just back up for a second. Can we first talk about a cruise line called Crystal? I've never heard of them. I'm pretty sure I'm not getting on one of those boats either. Well, well I tell people, though, think they're the spirit of cruise ships. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> the I was the spirit of cruise ships. I was not going to say that, okay? I was thinking frontier. But, hey, listen, I don't. Tomato, hey, listen, tomato. Listen, I, I fly spirit. <laughs> you can't be, don't be dogging on spirit. Okay. <laughs> you know, spirit's not so discount when you add in the water and the peanuts and the bags and uh, it's like you might as well fly Delta by the time they nickel and dime you to death. I just told people that if you just care about getting to your destination and nothing else, <laughs> fly Spirit. I mean, when I went to Puerto Rico, that's all I cared about. <laughs> <laughs> you took Spirit to Puerto Rico? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You I know, it was like 200 and something dollars round trip. It was like crazy. I was like, well, you know how much drinking money that is? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Says the economic development I mean, you know, I, I helped the economy in Puerto Rico. You He's know like, what look saying? what I'm doing for you. Look what I'm doing for you. No, I usually fly Delta for real. You know, got to support the hometown, but, you know. But, I mean, how crazy is that? Like, what are these passengers thinking? Wait, okay, so wait a minute. Explain to me the process. Like, these ships, they fuel up before they go on the cruise, right? Right, yeah. So, well, like, do they, do ships... Do they come out in the middle of the ocean and refuel them? Is that how it works? No, no. So, so how do they just get it's stranded? It's just like a plane. When you go to when you dock, they fuel the, the right, ship up, right? And then that 
the tank's big enough to get you to your destination. So how did they get stranded? And did they get? St- oh well, no, they, they didn't. Well, they didn't run out of, out of fuel. No, they didn't run. Out. Oh, just, they just didn't they let didn't them pay for it. Got it. So they so, just couldn't go. They so basically, can't. the the Coast Guard came in, or whomever the agents, they came in. And when they docked, they confiscated the ship. That's crazy. Because yeah. you didn't pay. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can. That's like, <laughs> that is like literally the worst form of punishment of non-payment ever. Like, I mean, we're not you know, if taking, you don't pay your car, no. If we're not taking your car. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that. They have boat repos. They will so, repo anything. So just shout out to all those people with those beautiful yachts. Pay your gas bill. Oh, listen, I'm sure yachts get repossessed, happened, too. Um, the seizures happened after fuel supplier Peninsula Petroleum Far East filed a complaint in Florida last month mm-hmm. and sought an arrest warrant against the cruise line. As a result, the ships told passengers to get off. And in a statement, Crystal Cruises said their crew members have accommodations and said the voyages ended last month. And the and what about the travelers? They were. They had to figure out how to get home. Off. Oh my! That's senseless. They had to figure out how to get the people. You on mean the to ship. tell me you brought me all the way out here? I'm docked in some crazy place. I got to get off the boat. How am I supposed to get home? Crystal Cruise Lines. Listen, don't. You don't get on anything that's named after food. That's Crystal Hot Sauce. That's like the bottom of the hot sauce. Well, it could be like Crystal, like the the mineral, or it could be like Crystal Clear Water, like. Crystal Springs water. Have you ever heard of Crystal Cruise Lines? I'm just asking. Christopher. No, but have there, you ever but heard there of, are a lot of cruise lines. Have, have you not ever heard of. heard of Crystal Cruise no, Lines? No, I have not. No. Greg, have you ever heard of Crystal Cruise Lines? Never. So this shouldn't be surprising to us, friends. But there's, but there could be like not, they could be like, you know, there are Alaskan cruise lines you've not heard of either. Yeah, but it's got Alaska in front of it. It's got to no, be No, I mean, good. they do they do the Alaska tours, but they could be different cruise lines. You no. know what I mean? Listen, I'll tell you like like my um, my adopted mom had told me. She's like, the things you ain't seen will make a whole nother world. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That's true. Oh, but sorry. it's all senseless. Crystal Cruise Lines, get your ish together. This is ridiculous. You're just putting people out like nothing. You know what I mean? They paid $179 for that cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. They ain't charging enough. They couldn't pay for the fuel. They can't even, like, y'all need to up your prices, friends. This is, this is what the captain did. He called on it. He's like, listen, we're going to take up an offering to pay this gas bill so y'all can get back <laughs> Take home. up an offering. <laughs> yeah, they had church on the boat. Right, right. They had church on the boat. They ran a crowd, crowdfunding campaign to get y'all back to that Miami port. <laughs> that, that is embarrassing. That's rough. That is so rough. Guys, that's your senseless shenanigans for today. Brought to you by Pristine and Clean TV installations. Make sure you check my boy Justin out. So I'm so glad that you mentioned your adopted mom and all this because when we went to break, so I we're wanted to segue from a $4.2 million gas bill to, to hey, this. Hey, not being able to pay your bills living in homeless shelters. It makes perfect go. sense it's to me. Segue. I felt yes. like I did a great job right. on that. Good, I mean, we just good. put that right on you did in good. there. Landed good. that plane. Um, but you, we talk about this because you said starting this business was scary as hell. And I'm wondering if there was a, a correlation between you know, you growing up, you saw hard times. Like, you know what it is as a child, but even as an adult, right? You're an elected official. Again, kind of fell on hard times at that point, right? I remember you telling the story, and I want you to tell this this story I love. You told it when I interviewed you before on my previous radio station. Um, but the story about how you 
started kind of that side hustle business mm-hmm. that you have uh, with the 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 um, palette art. Palette art. Yeah. yeah. Can you do you know the story I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you okay? Walk us to that moment and tell that story, and then I want you to make the connection between being able to really push through anything and jumping out on your own. Because I just think it's so prolific. Right. Well, I, you know, I've been a broke down entrepreneur several times <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I, I feel like Can you some, see yourself? Uh, I got a big glare right there. It's very beautiful. Uh oh. It's like a halo. Oh my you gosh, go. you're an angel. The heavens are talking to us. I, I don't know about that one, but uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody would accuse me of being an angel. But listen, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because you, you never know when you're going to find yourself in certain situations. And so um, a lot of times, you, you know, things just kind of happen and you fall into stuff. And so the palette art is one of those things that I, I kind of fell into that um, here, let me help your production. That, that I fell into. <laughs> I mean, it's just like half of my head here. But, okay, all right. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it's one of those things that you, you, I fell into uh, at a necessity. And so I had, uh, and this was, this was recent. Like, this was before I came back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, before I came back to Villarica. Um, I had uh, just lost my re-election. You know, business, this was during the, the recession. So, you know, I had some bi- advertising businesses that were just like in the gutter. Um, and re-election, let, let the audience know you were Oh, I was on the city, city council, council yeah. in, in Albany. And so just lost re-election. And that time, the same time, you know, our businesses were experiencing a lot of, you know, it, the reality is you had more, more debt than you had revenue. And so, I mean, that's nothing that's unique for small businesses. And then, you know, this was in that 2010, 2012 period. So we were in the recession. So... Um, it was really a difficult time. And so what I had to do was figure out, you know, how was I going to, to survive? I was going to make ends meet. And this is one of those survival instinct things that um, not everybody has. Um, but one day, I, you know, it was just w- one of my friends. We were sitting and talking, and she's an artist. And she's like, well, you're, you're a good artist. I mean, you do some good stuff. She's like, Let, let's find something for you to do, and then you could sell artwork to kind of get you through and so we went to um, uh, Pinterest and, uh, and Etsy, and we started looking at stuff. And I was like, I could probably do this painting on wood thing. This pa-. And she's like, that's perfect. She's like, because you can get palettes for free. You know, I'll give you some paint, some paintbrushes. And, you know, because I didn't have a job, what I would do is, um, you know, during the week, I would paint. I'd do this palette, put these palette art pieces together, and I would paint. And how were you making the ends meet at this time? Talk about your financial situation at this uh, no, time. No, that wasn't making any ends meet. That was straight, <laughs> that was, that was in straight struggle. I mean, even to the point like my car had been repossessed. While we're talking about repossession, <laughs> while we're talking about repossession, my, my car had been repossessed. I mean, I was really in a, in a bad spot. And, uh, you know, and then I still had three kids. Like, I was divorced, you know, so my kids were not with me. They were with their mother. But I was going through that 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 period of you know just being in a, in a bad spot, and um, but every you know every week you know I'd make that palette art, and then there was a market every Saturday they had a market down at the park, and so I would make artwork palette art all week, and then I would load it all up in my friend's car. I didn't have a car. Load it up, drive oh, down, right. yeah, yeah. Car. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr- drive down to the market, and I would sell artwork, and that's how you know help take care of the kids, you know, help, you know, keep a, some, some semblance of a roof over my head. But, uh, you know, that was a period, it, 
it was interesting because it um, had, was not the first time I've been in that situation, um, but I think it was a re, um, a reminder that you need to do better so you don't get back in that situation again. Mm. And so, um, and so my homeboy that I was telling you about that I was talking to when I said I started this business, I said, you know, the feeling is a lot different. It's it's the environment's different, the people are different, the resources are different. Um, the circle of, of friends are different. And, uh, you know, so I, I feel the, the feeling is so much more different than it was in that situation. But what it did help me understand was, is that, you know, at the end of the day, what I tell people, and when people come and work for me, I tell them this all the time. I said, if we got to clean the toilet, then we clean the toilet. It, it, you know, we're not, you know, our pay grade doesn't dictate the work that we do. Right. Um, and so... I always have that mentality. Like, I'm not afraid if, you know, I was very serious when I said when I was got to the point where it was time for me to leave that I'd go work at Dollar General. Like, I don't, wouldn't mind you're going. Not, that's, yeah. not, that's my point. Yeah. Like, you're not, that doesn't bother you. You're not oh, no. scared of that. Cause you, oh, no. If somebody comes in and sees me, he's like, oh, that was an economic development director at South Fulton. And he's making six figures. Now he's in here stocking <laughs> shelves at the Dollar General. You'll People don't like, understand. You'll be like uh, uh, the actor, remember, from right, right. the Cosmic <laughs> Show. And they're like, he's right. bagging foods at right. Whole uh, right. I mean, bagging groceries at Whole yeah. Foods. Yeah, and I don't think pe- – but when you, when you have that type of mentality and mindset that you'll do whatever it takes to make things work, you're always going to be – you know, being able to go to the next phase, being able to keep going because my ego, even though people think that I'm arrogant, my, my ego's not. Oh, tired. you're arrogant. I, no, I have self confidence. Oh, okay. It's things. a difference. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it's funny you said that because I told my daughter this the other night. I was talking to her and, um, you know, she and her, she brought a roommate over. You know, she's at Clark Atlanta. So yeah. She brought a roommate Shout over. Shout out to Clark. Yeah, Clark. And yeah, they got all my money. Um, <laughs> you know, you know make, be making right. some more palette art, which you right. still do. Right. Right. Yeah, I, do. I bought one of your pieces. You They're did. beautiful. Yeah, They're and, beautiful. I, and I notice every time, every now and then, you'll get on one of your lives and stuff, and you'll see the little palette art behind yeah. there. Yeah, But um, you know, I told her, I said, in, in life, you have to understand how to um, promote yourself and, and brag on yourself, but not be obnoxious to the point where people don't want to be around you. Right. And I think right. you know, no one is going to promote you like yourself so I, I think that's the important thing to understand as well and it took me a long time to get there mm-hmm. because you know I there was a point where I was shy I mean you if, if, you wouldn't know it now but <laughs> right but, uh, I, we can't get but, you to shut up whatever <laughs> Michelle um, but you know it there was a time where you know you didn't even know if I was alive or not you, people would check <laughs> is he breathing over there <laughs> just poke him yeah poke just him. poke him see if he's alive. but it you know but you, 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 when you grow and you mature and you learn, you figure out some things about yourself. And it's a balance. So you have to know when to promote yourself. But, um, but yeah, I, I say all that to say that, you know, you have to be able to grind. You have to be able to do what other people aren't willing to do. And you have to be able to set your side, your pride to the side and be like, listen, at the end of the day, I got to pay my light bill. So if that means I got to go and do this, that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, it's not what I want to do, but you got to do, sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do to get to the place where you're doing stuff that you do want to do. Um, and so that, that's kind of my theory, theory on that. And some of my, uh, my past struggles, I, I know you like to talk about the struggle. Well, the no, struggle is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> Good God. The struggle is real. But no, I think because what happens is people hear the term entrepreneurship, entrepreneur and business owner and all that. And they think like. 
there's this arrival that happens and all they see is uh and it's like it's it is not that easy no you know no. what i mean and and i, I interviewed um scales from the nappy roots on my tv show a couple of weeks ago and he said he said it so perfectly he was like if you want to if you don't like working if you don't want to work hard you don't want to be an entrepreneur no I mean, like this is the—it's the hardest I work. It's the most I work, mm -hmm. but it's also the most rewarding. And so I, I like for people to know that there is a struggle, and the struggle sometimes is every day. The struggle right. is not even knowing what the struggle is. Sometimes is making palette art. You know, when you're you're forced into these positions where it's like entrepreneurship is born out of a necessity. Right to keep a quote-unquote semblance of a roof over your head, right? right? Um, but some of those most beautiful things are born, but I just think that out of that struggle is, um, you know, it's like beautiful things that happen. Yeah, and I think the other thing that people have a misconception about entrepreneurship is that when you're an entrepreneur, you have lots of money. And that's not true, because the reality is this year I'll probably make less money than I that's was making right. at the city of South Fulton. Yeah. And you, you hope to grow to a point where right. you are right. in, a, in a certain position. But, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you got to make sure there's so many things you're responsible for, so many bills that have to be paid. And I don't think people think that's, like, oh, well, he owns his own business. So, he, he you know, he's balling. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not how this works. Not at all. <laughs> uh, because, you you know, I mean, just to be quite frank, when I worked at City of South Florida, I never worried about how to power bill got paid they worried about that I, you know they deposited money in my account every two weeks that's right you know and that's that's what separates entrepreneurs from people who go to a nine to five um and it is scary and it is hard and i and i when i talk to people all the time and, and in this line of work i've been able to talk people out of being entrepreneurs and i know that sounds mm. bad but I can talk to someone because I've made so many mistakes over my lifetime of being an entrepreneur. And I've made so many mistakes that I can talk to someone about five, five to seven minutes. And you'll know. And I'll know like, instantly. Don't do it. Like these like, folks have no capacity to do this. And I tell don't them because they're like, oh, well, I got all this savings. I was like, please don't spend all of your savings, you know, to, to do this. Yeah. And, you know, like I had one person, a great example um, community I was in they were they they were like in um, I don't know they were like a real estate or some, something like something some accountant or something but they they wanted to open up a restaurant well restaurants one of the hardest thing this is the it hardest is the business hardest that business. you could ever open yeah. but they had this hot dog that everybody loved and it was just going to be the next thing and I I just sit and I ask them a series of questions and when I, and when they answered the questions, I said, "Did you did you listen to yourself how you answered those questions?" Right. I said, "Did you feel confident about the way you answered those questions?" And they was like, "Well, no, not really." Right. And I was like, "Don't go and pull fifty thousand dollars out of your retirement that you're going to need later on in life." When to, you retire yeah. for that job that right. you need to keep. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and so when, it's hard to have those conversations. Now, one of the things that I did. You know, we started Collab South in South Fulton, okay, uh, to create that atmosphere to help entrepreneurs. And I know, um, you know, that that's a great opportunity to talk about that and, and how you can get in the business and do entrepreneurship right. Right. And I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about Urban Pulse, which is your new company. That's yes. your new real estate, economic development. Yeah. yeah. Consulting company. So I want to talk about that when we come back at 530. Guys, you know, it's Ask Michelle. So you can call in. You can ask Chris 
Crisk. Why do I keep calling you Crisk? You can ask Chris a, Chris a question. You can See, ask you me just call me Christopher. Christopher, 404 The only dial I want you to touch is the telephone dial, but not really because you don't dial anymore. Guys, it's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis <laughs> right here on Real 1100 AM. Hang tight. We'll be right back, guys. Michelle. Michelle. What's going on, guys? We are back live and in the studio with Christopher Pike, economic development. You what? Like you say, Christopher Pike? What? I'm saying, I'm trying to give you your flowers. Or well, not flowers, but not flowers, I mean, no. don't you, I mean, you want me to say it like correctly, right? You said Christopher. Call me Christopher. Well, you were saying Chris wrong, so. I'm Batman. Yeah. You, you were saying, saying I'm Christopher. You, you were saying Chris wrong, so I was trying to help you. I was saying Chris right. You just no, don't want saying me to say Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah, I did say Chris. <laughs> you're right. I did say that. Right, right, right. Welcome back over to Top Guys <laughs> with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. Big shout out and welcome and thank you to our iHeart listeners and everybody that's watching on Facebook or Instagram at Michelle Taylor Willis. What's going on? We got Christopher Pike in the studio. Today, Christopher is an economic development, real estate, con- entrepreneurial at this point, consultant. And um, Urban Pulse is the yes. name of his new his newest venture. And uh, I want to learn more about it, right? We've been talking sure. about your journey and EgDev and all these amazing things you do. So let's talk about the culmination of that now. What is Urban Pulse? So Urban Pulse is the culmination of everything that I've done in my professional career. So um, if you think about really all the stuff that I've done from being an adjunct professor of leadership development, from being elected officials, from being um, from, you know, really just um, working with people from a um, government standpoint and to economic development. And then, you know, my near new career in real estate Basically, what I've done is combine all of those things into one company. And so um, we help help communities realize their potential around economic development and the quality of life aspect that we talked about. So um, anything from helping communities think about their master planning, their downtown development, um, economic development incentives, helping them sell their real estate, you know, what, whatever the case may be. Um, we have the expertise and skill set to do that. And as I had mentioned earlier on the show, you know, I brought along some of my friends along to help me. And so not me, not not you. You're too busy for me now. We talked about <laughs> that. I, I have to reach out to you on social media. You don't even accept my phone calls anymore. Oh, OK. That's <laughs> so um, but there's there's people that I've met throughout the course of my time that, you know, said, hey, when I ask them, it's like, we, we want to be a part. So it's not just me. There's other folks that have said, hey, you know, we realize potential. We realize what, what you're trying to do. And so we want to be a part of it, too. And so I'm excited about that. Um, as You know, the things that we're going to be able to do on the south side, we're, we're going to focus anywhere. I mean, we'll go anywhere anybody wants to uh, cut us a check for sure. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're passionate about the, the south side and really doing some uh, impactful things uh, for south metro and as i tell people all the time the future of uh, metro atlanta is, is on the south side yeah and, and, absolutely um, and so i think for us to do it right 
and do it right the first time and not have to worry about creating a place where people don't want to live, I think is going to be important. And so we hope to be a big part of that and helping to move the conversation forward about what the South Side looks like. So it sounds like your ideal customer really is a city or a municipality, right? No. So we connect. So we have expertise working with municipalities. But what we do is we help developers, A, understand what municipalities want, what that vision is. We talk the talk that the developers talk, but we also talk the talk that the government sector talks. And so we're, we're that, that in-between that kind of helps those two things come together. And we help, you know, quite frankly, get through some of the red tape that developers have concerned issues about. Um, but then we also help the developers understand what it is that these communities want to see and how they can be impactful in a way that's going to be beneficial long term. And so it's a, it's not, a, you know, one size fits all. We do a lot for local governments, but it's also for developers. And then we help uh, on both ends from the real estate standpoint, because then obviously once you build something, we can help you sell it or uh, once you um you know, any number of things that you want to do. If you want to acquire some property, if you want to get rid of some property, we help bring developers to the table. So we help bring investors as well. So if there's a project that a developer wants to do or a landowner wants to do, we can then help bring and attract some investors to that project as well. Um, because, you know, we have those relationships throughout um, multiple sectors, but bringing those resources together to help the project come to fruition but doing it in a holistic way that benefits everyone as opposed to just one person benefiting and the other person getting the bad end of the stick. Let me ask you this, Chris. What do you think is the biggest hindrance for development on the South Side? I think it's it's misperception. Um, obviously, you know, there are challenges on the South Side. We can't be naive. We have to understand what the challenges are. Um, but those challenges aren't the totality of what the South Side is. And I think the perception is, is that, you know, you see one type of thing. You see, you know, you, you equate something based on a demographic and then that's what the whole totality is. And that's not true. And so what, what I've always said about the South Side is you have to control the narrative. You have to be the one that is telling your story instead of allowing other people to tell the story for you. And I think that's really the biggest issue that we've had on the South Side is not allowing other people to tell us who we are right. for us to tell them who we are. Right. And, and and let me just say, for those listening that are outside of Atlanta or outside of Georgia, right. you know, anywhere in the iHeartRadio network, I mean, the south side of Atlanta is like any under pocket of underrepresentation, pretty much, in any major metropolitan area. So the south side is... Is that right? I mean, Chicago has its, I don't know, what, what right. side, what would the South Side be in Chicago? Is it the South Side? It's the South Side. Yeah, it's the South Side. <laughs> <laughs> the South Side is just awful everywhere. But every metropolitan area has its pocket. But where... they're not awful. I don't, I don't want to say that. They're not awful. They just lack investment. You know, I was joking when say, I said awful. I, was just I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's the same minute. thing that you did to me about Tyler, Tyler Perry. Okay, so. <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but every metropolitan area has the pockets where right. traditionally nobody wants to build, nobody wants to develop. Uh, there's no quote-unquote nice restaurants or great hotels or, right. you know what I mean? Um, and so I think in answering this question, we're not just talking about you know, the south side of Atlanta, but any metropolitan area like these, these hindrances that keep people from feeling like 
this isn't the place to be when really the opportunity there is so fast. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and a lot of that has to do with, with leadership. you got to have the right leadership at the table as well um, because the leadership is the one that is telling the narrative. Right. And if you don't have the right people telling the narrative, then, you know, your story is dead on arrival. It's not resonating with people the way that it should. And as I tell people, 90 percent of what we do in this economic development realm and, and even in sales, it's all relationships. Um, you know, the 10 percent is just the technical part of it. But mm. The 90 percent is the part that makes people want to do business with you, that yeah. makes people want to come to your community. Uh, that makes people want to invest their money. Now, when they're investing money, there's obviously a lot of aspects about it because they want to get a return on their investment and all of that. So I don't want to be naive to the fact that there's not, you know, a financial part of it. But them being being willing to take a risk on an area they don't normally invest in, that's relationship. And so they'll look at the numbers and then figure out, okay, well, we can make something work here. But they, the reason why they're looking at you in the first place is because of the relationship. Mm. And so, and that relationship also helps to dispel those negative stereotypes that right. people have as well. Um, I don't mind walking into a room somewhere, you know, on the other side of town and saying, you know, what you all believe is wrong and mm. let me show you why. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some people who are going to be, you know, they're going to be beholding to their thought process regardless of what you show them. But then there's always going to be those few that you get that call and say, hey, I'd love to come down and talk to you more about it. There's people talk to me all the time that have never been on the South Side. But but part of that, too, is because of your relationships. I mean, you were an active in Villarica, which, you know, when we think Villarica, we don't think that, you know, a black guy would be running the economic development department (laughs) in Villarica. I mean, let's just be Villarica is a more of a rural kind of area here in uh, the metro Atlanta area. But well, not so much anymore, but yeah. But traditionally, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, when people think about it, that's what they think. And mm-hmm. so, but you've established relationships, a diversity of relationships, <laughs> I can say, right? Or a diverse pool of relationships. So right. people are more apt to listen to you because you bring all of these relationships and experience with you. So it's easier for you to kind of go across the aisle, so to speak, or right. across the tracks or whatever, um, because you've positioned yourself as somebody that's been able to establish relationships where, you know, honestly, other people just haven't been able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and it, But it's also about you getting out of your comfort zone. Like you can't just go to the office and then go home and expect to be, you know, a successful professional in this business. You right. have to go out and talk to people. You have to go. That's what I tell people all the time. Economic development is not a 40-hour-a-week job. Mm. I mean, you have is to, there anything a 40-hour-a-week job? Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's there 40 is? hours a week. Yeah. Like, nothing is 40 hours a week. I mean, well, cashiers nothing, work more Nothing what we do is 40 hours a yeah, week. But, yeah, but, but you know, that again, that, that part of going out and building those connections, that's what makes you successful. And, and that's why, you know, quite frankly, when I... When people found out I was leaving the city, that's why everybody was calling me because of those relationships. Mm. You know, people were concerned on, on multiple levels. You know, they were concerned about me, but they were also concerned about projects that oh, they were working right. on and stuff like that. So there is that. Like, yeah. wait, what's going to happen to? Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I had one of those calls today. Listen, uh, I just want to talk to you. Who do I need to talk to? So, <laughs> is this project going to continue? I'm now? still getting calls. I'm still getting calls. But it's like I told him, I was like, listen, I'll help you any way I can. Uh, I'm passionate about the success of South Fulton and the South Side. And so, um, you know, I, I want to see us win. That, that's the number one thing. I want to see us win and, and win 
ridiculously not not like oh we just got over the just finish barely. line like yeah we, we're killing it right. i want people to be like oh they slay yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. The, down there on the south y'all seen what they doing down there that's right. that's, that's yeah, what that's i want to be right, yeah. right. That's well, what you, you talk too about relationships and uh real quick before we take this last break i mean i want you to talk about you said building the network and getting right. out after five o'clock and going to the networking events and making connections and making relationships. Can you give us one key thing as we go into this next break that people can take with them to do networking right? Because, you know, you people have and know a lot of people, but are they really leveraging the network? I I will tell you the, the, the thing that I get that turns me off the most about networking is when people come to you and they start selling you about the project. No, let's, I don't even want to talk about what you do. Let's talk about you. Let me see if I like you as a person. The people who are always just selling, they're constantly like, Oh, here, there's my car. This is what to do. I I think, you know, there's a place for that. There's a time for that. I think you miss an opportunity because you're not building a connection. Like if you give somebody that's, you know, let's say an investor and you go and talk to them about you and you just give them your business card you know how many business cards that person gets from people? They just throw those things away. I don't even really take business right. cards anymore. But if you yeah. have a connection with somebody and you talk about something and that person remembers you, then when you call them, you be like, hey, I'm such and such. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that's A, B, C, and D. Right. And, and we could talk about this when we come back from break, but that's one thing I learned in advertising sales is like, you don't go in the office and you start doing the hard sell. That's right. You look at the office and you see a connection. Like if their son, if they got a picture of his son playing baseball and your son plays baseball, that's what you start with. Oh, your son plays baseball. Mine does too. Da, 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 what position? Then you start breaking down. Then they'd be like, okay, they know you're there to sell them already. They already know that part. But it doesn't feel feel as hard. Right. Right. And so, and I think that's the networking. That's the biggest thing. Making yourself memorable, mm. not trying to do a sales pitch. Making yourself memorable. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Making yeah. yourself memorable. And I, I like talking about you. Like, Chris, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> right. I want to talk That's about right. you. What right. do you right. think right. about me? Right. I'm right. just joking. All right, guys. We're on Real Eleven Hundred AM. It's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Seal this thing up. Figure out how, how, figure out how you can do business with Christopher Pike. And all of his gloriousness. We're almost done, guys. Hang tight. Be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys. It is about to be a wrap for Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. I wish this would have been yesterday because it could have been 222. 22 on Tuesday. I did a lot of stuff on yesterday. You did? Yep. I actually got my business license from College Park. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. That's good. You're completely legit. Yeah, I'm not operating an illegal business out of my house. Well, there's that. Nobody nobody wants to be operating illegal businesses. Do they fine you for that? If code of, yeah, code enforcement will come and give you a fine. Oh gosh. You know, you're in all kind of trouble. Yeah, you don't want to make you want to start off on the right foot, yeah, Christopher, no, yeah. with Urban Pulse. Yeah. So, all right, tell us, ideal customers, how do they find you? Website, Instagram, Facebook, all of those things. Right. All the things. It's urbanpulse.us, so U-R-B-A-N-P-U-L-S-E dot U-S. All social media is urbanpulseus. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, because we're a professional organization, and uh, on Twitter. So please connect with us. Uh, we'd love to help you in anything that you have going on. Uh, if you got a, if you're 
government person out there and you need some help with your master planning please look look us up we'll definitely help with that policies procedures those type things if you're a developer and you're trying to get uh, your project through and you're getting all kind of beat upside the head let us help you with that um, we do a lot of community outreach stuff so under getting that public input is important so if you want to do a great project uh, that's going to impact the community we'll help you get to the community and get the stakeholders to come in and, and have conversations around your project and definitely um, if you have some um, real estate that you're selling we definitely would love to help you with that as well um, and so we'll yeah because you got your license now I did get my license well I have I passed the test I have to you know I'm out courting brokers so ah. I get the, the fun task of uh, talking to brokers and being like hey are you a perfect fit for me there it's, you it's you're interviewing them they're not interviewing you so that's the uh the fun part about it so. well listen i am proud um welcome to the entrepreneurship pool and uh thank you for all you've done for you know the metro atlanta area really because you've worked some everywhere for georgia yeah. actually i mean yeah. albany villarica city yeah. of south fulton um i mean you've been you've hit a lot of major places in Georgia and now it looks like you're just going to balloon and all of that so of course as you know always let me know what I can do for you Urban Pulse everybody Christopher Pike in the house yeah. and this is the end again I get these two hours always go so fast time together just to have a laugh or sing a song that was your cake. We just got started, and before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. That's my ode to Carol Burnett. I was going to say that is your 50th birthday cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly, I'm that old. Right. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in again to another amazing, amazing show. Uh, over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. You guys know you can find me here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. I am your drive time entertainment on Real 1100 AM. Of course, uh, I heart around. I was going to say around the clock. I don't even know what that means. Uh, well, not around That's the clock. That's happy I'm days. See, look, happy days. Happy days. I'm just so <laughs> old at this point. Make sure you check out my new show, Black is the New Green, on Radavision.com, the network. For entrepreneurs, I'm there every Wednesday at 12.30. And, of course, according to Michelle on the VTV Network on Roku and Amazon Fire every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Tonight is Nikki Gilbert from Brownstone. Check it out. But right now, I'm out, guys. See you next time. You've been over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. On the real 1100. Night, Michelle.